Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Jill Wright with Madlet Musings Podcast. And today I have with me Elizabeth Goddard, who writes Romantic Suspense. Welcome. Great to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. And um, for those people who are watching on YouTube, yes, I have a YouTube channel. You can like and subscribe and all that jizzy jazz. Um, but this is the cover of the book that is just coming out. Right. So is is it officially released yet? It releases February 7th. So we're just about one week away. Awesome. So it's book one in missing in my new Missing Alaska series. Love it. I love it. This cover is absolutely gorgeous. I love it. Um, I love the the ice on the window and the snowflakes and the mountains and the cold. But I'm a snowbird. So glacier. tell us. Glacier. Yeah. Oh, that is a glacier. Oh. <laughs> this is one of those things you can sit and stare at and find all the hidden pictures right I mean, yeah, it's one of my favorite covers that they made I love it it is absolutely stunning it's really stunning so tell us a little bit about cold light of day which is book one in, in a new trilogy missing in Alaska okay all right well, I have Police Chief Autumn Long is um, a female police chief and she uh, is uh, the chief of a quiet town called Shadow Gap, fictional town I created in a fictional fjord. And if you don't know what that is, go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but she um has the she's battling some politics, and I it was kind of interesting to learn that there's politics everywhere, and even in police departments. Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to keep her job when um they get a crime wave in the town. Um. And she relies on a newcomer to town. He's only been there about four months, but she doesn't know anything about his background, but he just keeps, his name is Greer Brenner, and he just keeps uh, being the hero, showing up and being the hero. The thing uh -huh. is about Greer is he's come there to hide and he doesn't want anyone to, he doesn't want to make a thing about himself, but he can't help, but, you know, step up when there's something to be done. And so, um, a lot of uh, crime keeps happening and they have to solve that together. And so, you know, secrets and action and adventure and, and ice <laughs> and snow in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, well, well, to, to talk about that, um, it is set, the series is set in Southeast Alaska, which is the oh. panhandle along kind of along the side of Canada, the border with Canada, mm -hmm. um, you know, just up North from Seattle. And so okay. it's not part of the mainland so much. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little bit different, uh, and, you know, the more south you go, they have islands and there's a, a temperate rainforest. And there was just so wow. much for me to work with and creating the story. So it was really fun. I love setting it there. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And um, yeah, I mean, you've got some good endorsements here on the back. You've got Carrie Stewart Parks, who says it's exhilarating. And James R. Hannibal, who said it's gripping and hard hitting. That's a good term. Hard hitting. Yeah, that's I love that. Really? So that sounds <laughs> Sounds really cool. So Greer, I'm assuming, is the hero. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm looking on the back of the book and sounds like he's a hero that actually needs some rescuing. 
<laughs> yeah, in fact, um, he doesn't know if he he needs to disappear or if he should stay and help Autumn, but I don't want to give too much away. The interesting yeah. thing about writing his character was that I had to, I didn't give the re tell the reader anything about his background for oh. many, many, many pages. So oh. um, that was kind of a tough call, you know, but yeah. I just thought that was the fun of the story. And I wanted to do something really completely different than I've ever done than letting the reader know this is who he is. This is who we're rooting for. But we don't get to know his his past or who he is, but we can see him in action. So that's kind of this a spiritual message there, right? Is to yeah. see him, see us in action. Um, you know, like we want to talk about spiritual themes. Um, mm -hmm. that love is an action, and actions speak louder than words. So she yeah. gets to see other people see that he is really a hero. They don't know who he is. Or, or can they really trust him but just uh -huh. by his actions uh -huh. they know they can trust him and so the reader has to go pretty far into the story before they learn who he is and I've um heard back from a lot of reviewers that they really enjoyed that so it wasn't <laughs> you know driving but... really enjoyed it and then when they found out who he was they're like what I hadn't even oh, that's awesome. guessed that so oh anyway. that's cool I love those twists yeah. and turns where you <laughs> think you might know and then all of a right. sudden you're like wait that's not what I was expecting yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, but you know, as a writer, we, we'll try to pull things off and we don't always right. know if it's going to work. So right. um, I really pushed it to the edge on this, trying to make it work. And I'm pleased that I, I think it did from what I'm hearing from everyone. So, well, it sounds like your actions are speaking right along with your words. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, that's super fun. So, yeah, I mean, I know that you write Christian fiction and, um, your books have always have a solid message and a solid string of faith, but you did mention the concept of um, action speaking louder than words. And I was thinking as you were talking about that, how often nowadays it seems we're judged by our words and, and different things like that without being given an opportunity to express what we mean or have our actions show something different. You know, be like, Oh, that's not what I meant or et cetera, et cetera. So what made you kind of choose that, concept of you know actions and words and what do you feel is important about that well I don't I don't really think I chose it you know I just started yeah. the story and um as it is with so many of my stories the the theme or sp spiritual elements will just kind of start coming out and mm -hmm. I'll after I've finished the book, I'll go back and look at that. And I, I mentioned to you earlier, I had gone on someone's blog to read what some of the themes were because <laughs> I didn't see them when I was writing it, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's part of being a Christian writer and writing with a Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God just uses that and the words pour out and then different people will come read the book and pull something, a spiritual nugget out that you hadn't intended. And, and now what was your question? <laughs> I, I did all that talking. I'm not sure. No. The question. It again? Oh, no, no, you're, you're totally fine. I was kind of looking at, you know, how you came up with, you know, with that concept and, but thinking about the importance of action, speaking louder than words and how that, um, holds hands with our faith um and just I, I was wondering with actions why are they almost more important than words nowadays like um how do right. you how do you view that right well I mean um I think it's you know Corinthians uh Paul talks about um uh, you know we don't want to be just a clinging bell you know mm -hmm. love and so I really feel like action love is an action and when we're um walking out our faith in a way that people can see us 
that we are walking in love, that we're loving. I mean, mm-hmm. how can you, you can't do those two things separately. So right, um, right. I think that we live into uh, our world is just way too critical. Everybody walks around in, with a critical mindset, you know, just mm-hmm. constantly criticizing um, what people are saying <clears throat> or jumping on, you know, somebody said something. And in fact, if the on the news, I feel like it's just all like he said, she said, or mm-hmm. this person said something wrong or did something bad and everybody's jumping. I mean, that's not news. Why do I want to hear about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done watching it. You know, I don't right. want to watch it. So um, anyway, so I was, uh, I was pleased with, um, that part of my book and the character. And I feel like, you know, that's a message to me mm-hmm. that people need to be, you know, knowing they can trust me and seeing me uh, as someone that is going to, you know, follow through or do something that needs to be done because mm-hmm. they made me do it before, you know, we need to right. just, I guess, um, put our actions where our words are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it makes a lot of sense because really, I mean, that's, that's the validity to our faith. Um, and that, that provides the credibility to what we're claiming, even as writers putting these out in stories and then are we living what we're writing, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I've often, um, you know, that just made me think of this kind of a strange question. I don't know if you've wondered this before, but in writing about God and how he's working in characters' lives, sometimes one time it hit me to ask, Lord, am I representing you correctly <laughs> in my books? Kind of scared me. I'm like, you know, because I don't yeah. want to be representing him even in right. my stories. Right, you know? right. And sometimes it's scary because, you know, you have, the, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, you have the concept of actions speak louder than words until your words are in print and they live for generations mm-hmm. past you. I'm like, I'm reading Edgar Allan Poe and some of these people, I mean, he was writing in like 1840 something. Right. And I'm still reading the words that he wrote and they're such long lasting words. So then it goes with what you were saying. We're like, Oh, wow. Am I accurately representing faith and who God mm-hmm. is and, right. and what he wants me to put in this novel? <laughs> Right. That's kind of scary because that's a responsibility, you know, uh, I guess, I guess leaders, people in the mm-hmm. church, leaders have more responsibility, but do we also as writers, you right. know, have a responsibility to represent God right. in the right way. So yeah. I know that's kind of going outside of <laughs> my story in a, in a way. But... No, but it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting to read about though. And I think it's, you know, you even look at your character, you have Greer, right? Who nobody really knows where he is, or where, I'm sorry, where he's from, who he is. Um, and it's really his actions that begin to define that. Um, and I, I think about that as as somebody who's been a fan of writers long and much longer than I've ever been a writer myself. Right. Um, and how there's been times where I have this image of who a writer is or who a person is, maybe that's in the public eye. And then when you meet them in person, you're like, oh, they're... that that wasn't what I expected, right? You know, their actions yeah. are completely different than the words they're putting on paper. And I always find that kind of an interesting um, yeah. challenge. Well, kind of like the saying, you should never meet your heroes. I just heard that on some show I was watching. You should never meet your heroes. And I mean, you know, it could be good. Yeah. It could- bad bad you could be more impressed with them and think wow I hadn't realized they were so impressive or right. or whatever it could be um oh I didn't I didn't know this about them mm-hmm. yeah right right it is kind of funny though I I sat down once with a, a writer who 
you know, is on a bunch of bestseller lists and a lot of people know her name, but, um, and I was really nervous, you know, the whole fan thing where you're like, oh, oh you know, I'm going to meet this person. <laughs> and then when I sat down with her, we just started talking and we had the opportunity to talk for quite a while. And when I left, I was like, oh, she was just very normal. Like, right. Yeah, it wasn't like you were in some sort of royal palace meeting the queen anymore. It was just, hey, we were hanging out having coffee and it was great. And it's more that you really put her up on a pedestal in your mind. Probably. Right? Yeah. 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 Readers so, probably. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was just thinking about your book. So you have Mysterious Greer, which obviously I keep going back to Greer because it's intrigued me already. Do people put him on a pedestal in the book because of his actions? <laughs> well, he they call him a hero. They call See? him a hero. He's like, I'm not a hero. If you only knew, <laughs> if you only knew what's going on. And so um, I have all of that and really drag it out. And, you know, uh, I was worried about going so long with it, but I think it worked. And I yeah, it, it sounds like it. Well, I mean, just the, I mean, you've already got me pulled in just by telling me that we don't know who he is. So it's like, okay, the more mystery, the better, right? That's my, that's my philosophy. No no information dumps at the beginning. And I actually really like to do that with a lot of, most of my stories is just kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, feed in the backstory as I go. But um, Mm -hmm. there's been a time or two, maybe a reader coming from reading a different um, market or different genre was expecting backstory. And she's like, I feel like I missed another book. There was a book before it, but then I realized, oh, she's giving me the backstory as I go. I'm like, aren't I supposed to do that? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Do you really want it all dumped out in the beginning? And I don't know. Oh, I know. Different. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody is different. And some people don't want, I mean, they want to have at least the bullet points. So they understand where things are going. And then there's right. me who's yeah. like, let's jump and ask questions later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, fun. Well, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, what I'd like to do is talk to you about which character you connected with the most when you wrote it, um, if you connected with one. Sometimes we don't as writers, so if you didn't, that's fine. But which one, I guess, maybe you had the most fun writing or you connected most with or was the most challenging, or let's just talk about that when we come back. Right. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. Hi, everyone. We are back with Elizabeth Goddard. She is published by Ravel Publishing, um, a division of Baker Publishing Group. She has just released Cold Light of Day, which is book one in the Missing in Alaska trilogy that is going to be released over the course of the next year, two years. We're going to see these. A year and a half. Um, Book two releases in the fall. And then um, a few months later, I probably awesome. spring or summer of the next year is book three, which I don't have a title for that yet. So, <laughs> yeah, we were trying to come up with one before we came on the air and that was, that was going South really fast when she got me involved. So <laughs> we'll leave that up to your title committee. You're there. Great. <laughs> you <have some> great <laughs> titles. Oh, funny, funny. All right. So let's talk about your characters. You have Greer and then Autumn, who is the heroine 
Mm -hmm. um we know who my favorite is already because i can't forget his name greer greer Greer. Greer. i have is he hunky too (laughs) do we write books i don't know i mean i have to ask you know i mean i'm gonna make the assumption he's hunky but you know every now and then somebody throws in a lanky hero (laughs) yeah um well it's hard for me to talk about uh anyone other than greer because first of all i love his name but Uh i am going to talk about autumn okay because we need to know about her yeah Um, and I can connect to her because she's a woman and she's a strong woman and she's out there doing a job uh that's a hard job and you know falling in the shoes of her her uh, father who was the chief police chief before and Mm. people don't think she can do the job and she's young I mean you know you've you've heard it before you know how it is um she is a strong character, but yet she's vulnerable. And, and I really, um, I like to show that we can be strong, but we can still be weak too. We can be strong yeah. as women mm-hmm. and not strong, be strong and act like a man. I don't know if that makes sense. You know? No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we we, we retain our, we have strength, but we retain our femininity. Right. Exactly. Yes. And so I tried to show, you know, create a character like that. Um, she has a lot of, uh, trauma and baggage, but she, is still strong and she's going forward no matter what happened in her past, no matter what her, what's happening to her now, uh-huh. you know, she's going to see it through. And I created to add to that. I created some fun characters for shadow gap, but she has her, her grandparents who okay. uh, run what's called the lively moose, which is a, um, a restaurant kind of lodge thing in the town. Oh, and, fun. and they give her a lot of advice and I think it's important for our characters to have people to support yeah. them and encourage them and just mm-hmm. be their rock. And I, I really get that because I had um, really strong grandparents on both sides of my family yeah. that were just there throughout my childhood and much of my twenties um, that just really encouraged me. And so I just loved yeah. adding those characters for autumn and um, you know, it's just some strong quirky characters to go and to help her find her way. And then also scripture, there's scripture in the um, police chief's office about let's see what it is it's um I want to quote it directly it's in the beginning of the book but it's um where to go oh yeah to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God it's Micah 6 8 but that is in the police department and so that's kind of what they live by Mm -hmm. so um, yeah she has a lot of people around her to guide her so why is all this bad stuff happening but Threw, I threw everything at her that I could throw at her, you know, because <laughs> that's Poor what we thing. do as writers, right? <laughs> I know our characters suffer so much. We're just like, I don't know if we, you know, take our vengeance out on them or what, but. <laughs> right, right. I know someone was, I was kind of brainstorming with someone and they were like, well, you know, that is, that's not normal. That's not typical that nobody has that many bad things happening to them in their life. Well, no, this is a book. We want that to happen. We want. <laughs> yeah. It gets kind of. You know, I don't. I don't know if it would be interesting to read a book about somebody who went to work in the morning and came home at night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not a book I'm going to read. I mean, and and really, it's not true. There are. I know people that have had a lot mm-hmm. of things happen, and it's mm-hmm. almost like people that have one or two have are the ones that have three or four or five bad things happen right, you know right I think yeah. that's where the cliche that or I don't know if it's a cliche or whatever but um the term it should be when it rains <laughs> when it rains it pours you know right, I right. think that's where it came from like you know when it rains right. it's gonna pour, yeah. so. so so these things happen and that is where our story comes in we want to read the story about how all of these bad things come together for both characters yeah. and, and twist up their lives and and what happens next 
And so is Autumn and Greer, are they the main characters in each book in the trilogy? Or do you have no, different main we have characters? New characters. Um, we meet Carrie James, the bush pilot in Cold Light of okay. Day. And she will be the main character in Shadows at Dusk. And I bring okay. in my detective, Trevor West, which is a side character in Critical Alliance, my book three from Rocky oh, Mountain Bridge. Okay. I love to tie all the series together in the same yep. universe yeah one or two characters coming into the new series and okay. hopefully the readers will say hey I haven't read that and go back and want to read those books right 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 um, and then we meet also meet uh Autumn's brother who is an Alaska State Trooper a lot okay. of day Nolan Long and he will be the hero in book three and then okay. a whole new character will be his romantic interest in that book and I'm working on that right now and it's just I was to say <laughs> it sounds like she's not quite developed yet <laughs> getting to know her <laughs> getting to know her yeah we gotta take our characters out for coffee right oh my this goodness is, yeah this is when words actually become very important and then we need words more than we need action <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yes <laughs> oh funny I love that I love that so when you're looking at the book and you're looking at Alaska and the suspense and all of that you know, I guess this is just a question. Maybe this is more my question to you than a reader's question. But you've written how many books now? Well, I've written 50, over 50 novels, but I counted like three three years ago or something. So I might be approaching 60. Um, okay. And um, I've taken a lot of books for out of print books, taken them off my website and all that kind okay. of stuff. So I yeah. have a running total, but um, I sh could be approaching 60 maybe. I'm not sure, you know, I've, how many books have I released in four years? I don't know. Something. <laughs> I need to recount. Yeah. I need to recount. So, so much to do this. Recount books. Right. Recount your books and let me know. But you know, I was thinking, are have they all been romantic suspense? No, I I started out writing for Heart Song. Um, okay. But I say, you know, I say that. But my books, um, that's how I kind of found my voice because even though it's considered contemporary romance, I realized right. that I was writing with a suspense element in all of my okay. books. Sure. Sure. So, I jumped from heart song to love inspired suspense. So, okay. Um, all right. And then you gravitated. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So I guess my, my thought process in asking all of that was how do you come up with stories that are so different without repeating the same general oh, concepts? Oh, oh, it is really, really hard because um, a lot of times there'll be a scene I'm thinking about. I'm like, Oh, I did that in this book and that book. How do I do it differently? I think, I don't know. It, it is hard Yeah. But, um, for the general premise, the general idea. I love, I love to be different in every story if I can and just be random. I just think of something random or I'm always looking for something that mm -hmm. is completely different and and yet the same. Yeah. No, I hear <laughs> so, you. Um, I hear you. It, it's hard, but it's also fun, you know, because I want to entertain my readers. And I think a lot of readers with Cold Out of Day are like, oh, this is completely different. It's fresh and unique. And that's what I love to hear. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Well, I'm excited to read it um, and um, then read book two and then read book three. Um, this one's available right now uh, to order. And how do readers find out more about you? And Elizabethgoddard.com. Elizabeth All right. And the book's on there too. So Awesome. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being here today and for, for having me. chatting and having fun. And um, we'll have to have you back when book two comes out. Great. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com.
madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.